He'll make it all right. God is able. God is able. Whatever you need. Whatever you need. He'll supply. He'll supply. Whatever is broken. Whatever is broken. He can fix it. He can fix it. No need to worry. No need to worry. He's alive. Hello and good morning. Thank you for tuning in to another podcast of A Few Minutes with Pastor Mac. We hope God is blessing you thus far on this Sunday morning. And we hope God's power, favor, and strength be upon you for this new week that is upon us. If you can't make service, don't forget uh, we have a Givelify app that you can give your donations and first fruits and uh, grace givings uh, through our app. And um, if you can't make it to service, so don't forget about that. We always want to make sure we give opportunity to uh, sow seeds into God's ministry. And if you can't make it again, our website as well. Uh, give website and on our app, uh, Givelify. Shall we pray? Gracious Father in heaven, we come again thanking you for your many blessings. Thanking you for last week and a new week upon us. We ask you to bless those on the sound of my voice. Give them grace, peace, power in your presence. Uh, to do what we need to do, what they need to do for this upcoming week. Lord, we love you. We thank you. Bless this weak, feeble servant that I am. Lord, give me grace, strength. to say a word be a help for someone's life. Now that the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thine sight. Oh, my Savior, my Redeemer. In Jesus Christ's name we pray it all. Amen. God bless you. Once again, glad to have you here. In a few minutes with Pastor Mac. A podcast, and uh, this week we'll be in the uh, book of Luke, chapter 8, and I hope everything is going well for you and yours. Uh, God bless you and your families um, out there. Luke 8, beginning with the 43rd verse, 43 through 48. Next week, if you would like, I hope you really got a chance to read the chapter 8 uh, in your devotional or prayer time this week, or this past week, but Next week, Lord says the same, Mark chapter 1, uh, verses 21 through 28, uh, will claim our attention. Book of Luke, chapter 8, beginning with verse 43. I'll be reading the CSB translation, whatever translation you have, we do ask you to follow along. A woman suffering from bleeding for 12 years who had spent all she had on doctors and yet could not be healed by any approached from behind and touched the end of his robe. Instantly, her bleeding stopped. Who touched me? Jesus asked. When they all denied it, Peter said, Master, the crowds are hemming you in and pressing against you. Someone did touch me, said Jesus. I know that power has gone from me. When the woman saw that she was discovered, she came trembling and fell down before him in the presence of all the people. She declared the reason she had touched him and how she was instantly healed. Daughter, he said to her, your faith has saved you. Go in peace. The grass withers and the flower fades away, but the word of our God shall stand for ever. So I'm going to tag this sermonic notes this morning. Ain't nothing going to stop my deliverance. Ain't nothing going to stop 
my deliverance. There's nothing, no thing shall stop my deliverance. There was a man, the story goes, that would, had been swimming and somehow got pulled uh, in the tide. Lifeguard saw the man and leaped into action as the lifeguard got closer. He noticed that the man was chopping and swinging and splashing the water, trying to save himself. The lifeguard said to the man, who was a large man and twice the size of the lifeguard, Sir, if you can stop splashing and swinging, I can save you. Nevertheless, the man kept on splashing and swinging and chopping at the water. Help me, help me, the man exclaimed, but it contradicted his efforts to be helped as he continued to block the lifeguard from being able to offer any planned approach at saving the man. Finally, the man's energy left and he had no more fight. And when he stopped beating the water, stop leaning on his own understanding and stop using his own methods. The lifeguard took over. The lifeguard worked his way around to the man's back, reached over his shoulder, cupped his chin under his hand and put an elbow in the middle of his shoulder blade. This allowed the man's body to come closer to the surface of the water and rest on the hip of the lifeguard as he side-stroked to the edge of the water. Even though the man was large, the deliverance was possible because he was resting in the strength of his Savior. Once the man was calm, he thanked the lifeguard. He gave the lifeguard complete credit because he realized his own resources couldn't have gotten him out of the mess he had found himself in. Somebody under the sound of my voice can relate to being in a situation that you had used all you had. You had thought about all you could do. You had designed a way to achieve what you desired. What you were looking for was deliverance in the situation you were in. Well, this morning we find a woman with an issue of blood, couldn't find anybody, anything to help her in her time of need. Twelve long years of no answer. Twelve long years of no results. Twelve long years of no way out of what she was in. But she heard Jesus was coming by Jesus on his way to Jairus' house to see what he could do about his daughter. Here is uh, confronted with the woman with the issue of blood. Can I back up and put a parenthetical pause right in there? Somebody under the sound of my voice has been where this woman has been. She has been wherever she could get help. And still no answer. She had been whoever would help her. She had gone there. The doctors had tried and no success. And have anybody under the sound of my voice been in a predicament that you knew that you could not make it through? You had tried all your resources, but yet you had not come to a successful end. Oh, my brothers and sisters, uh, that's where we find this woman. Uh, 
this morning. Issue of blood, 12 long years. And by the look of it and the reading of the word, there was nothing that she could do. There was nothing that could be done for her. She was stuck in this predicament, this scenario. Well, let's look at some things first. Her desperation moved her to motivation. And 43rd verse said a woman suffering from bleeding for 12 years who had spent all she could, all she had on doctors and yet could not be healed by any end from desperation moved to motivation here, approached from behind and touched the end of his robe. Instantly, her bleeding stopped. Her desperation became her motivation to receive her restoration. And sometimes we're just not desperate enough. We're, 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 we're too comfortable where we are. We're not desperate for Jesus. We're not desperate for uh, a deliverance. We're not desperate uh, to become better for what God has planned for us in his will. Oh, my brothers and sisters, this woman, this woman was ceremonially Ceremonially unclean, emotionally depressed, financially ruined, socially outcast, physically weak, mentally unstable, and spiritually dead. Can can you find yourself in one of these expressions uh, on this list at one point in your life? Somebody may be there right now, but somebody can relate to what this woman was going through. Her medical condition would have made her ceremonially unclean according to the uh, the biblical laws in Leviticus um, 15 affecting her ability to worship at the temple and to have contact with people. You know, she couldn't go to church and worship. She couldn't have fellowship with people. She was by herself. Hmm. She was stuck out, outcast. She was socially awkward because she couldn't be with anybody else. As a matter of fact, matter of fact, uh, the Bible does not um, give any kind of signal that she was married either. Because in the Bible, of course, in Leviticus 15, again, Levitical law stated that the husband can divorce her if she was in a predicament that was not going to end. <laughs> yeah, she, she, her health was not, some of y'all looking on the married folk don't get no ideas, but the Levitical uh, law stated that he could just go say divorce, I'm divorced three times in public. And then he could be divorced. That's one of the rules, but it doesn't state she was married. So she had lost her relationships, fellowship, and worship. She could not participate. Um, and I go back, some of us, problem with some of us, we're not desperate enough. See, this woman was desperate enough where she thought she could get some help in her condition. We're not desperate enough to trust God. We're 
too comfortable just giving God our mediocre praise. She had spent all her money on such medical treatment was available and still had not been healed. She had gone to many different things and still was not healed. Many people today are going through life in quiet desperation because they cannot find healing and peace for their hearts. It's not a physical ailment that, that ails you, but it's a spiritual, yeah, spiritual ailment that, um, that message that's messing me up. It's a spiritual ailment. This woman got desperate enough. She wanted to meet Jesus. She came from the back of the group, pressing through the crowd, trying to get um, to Jesus. Can I say sometimes the church gets caught up in determining the salvificness of certain people because maybe they sit in the front. Maybe they don't. They sit in the back. Maybe they don't look like them, but. You can already tell that you think you better than somebody else by where they sit or where they come from or what they look like. I just want to tell you that we're, when did where I sit determine my salvation? When, 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 when did what I look like determine my salvation? What, what, what determined the people talk about me determine my salvation? Got to get back to the point to church. Got to get back to the point of being the church. Judging and prejudging folk. Yeah, she came from the back. Trying to get to Jesus. who My determination had to be in the front. So she pressed her way through the crowd. She had a determination that you ain't going to stop my deliverance. I done did too much, tried too much, and nothing worked. And I done gone this way and that, and nothing worked. I've seen this person in that, and nothing worked. You ain't going to stop my deliverance. That's the attitude that we should take uh, when we got something that we are struggling with. We need a deliverance. Some folk need a deliverance of the mind. They need a deliverance of attitude. They need a deliverance spiritually. They need a deliverance emotionally. They need a mental deliverance, a financial deliverance, whatever it is. You got to be desperate enough to try to get to Jesus. And don't let nobody else deter you from um, your path. I told you last week, you you shouldn't expect God to give you a breakthrough when you're not ready to break up with the problem, place a person that's causing you to break down. Oh, my brother, she was tired. She come to the last. She was at a wit's end and Jesus coming by. She made it through the crowd of touch. Some translation says the hem of his garment. Well, number two, her determination moves to recognition. Who touched me, Jesus asked. When they all denied it, Peter said, Master, 
The crowds are hemming you in, pressing against you. In other words, how can you tell? Somebody tell when folk all around you, how can you tell that you've been touched? When folk are pressing up inside, outside, or all around, how can you tell that you've been touched? Verse 46 says, someone did touch me, <laughs> said Jesus, because I know that power has gone out from me. Jesus, Jesus, knowing that somebody touched him, was it was a faith touch. Power had gone from him. <laughs> the great crowd milling around him still was able um, to tell and identify. That power had left him and somebody's faith had increased. Because this woman pressed against the crowd from behind and touched the hem of his garment. And this woman, this woman so desperate for deliverance, this woman uh, needing a change in her life, determined to hit. The mark of Jesus had a lot of things stopping her. The attitude of his disciples. Well, I say this, this is church for hey, Master, how you tell? Instead of saying, Jesus, what you want us to do? You want us to find this person and go look through and be of help. Peter said, Master, you got a whole lot of folk. How do you know that you've been touched? That was one of her drawbacks. That was one of her uh, uh, things that stopped her, could have stopped her. And then the importance of his mission. Jesus was on his way somewhere else. But yet, took time to talk to this woman and see what she needed. In her own appearance, she was pale and poor. No doubt, no doubt, looking raggedy, looking ratchet. Twelve long years of suffering. It could have stopped her from getting her deliverance. Well, church folk, we may have become too churchified where we don't judge folk by the content of their heart, but we judge folk by what they look like. They have to fit my quota. Have to fit my appearance log. Have to do look like me, do like me before I can offer and render help to somebody else. But this woman was pale and poor. Didn't look like she was doing well. And that's where some churches would mess up right there. You got to make a certain amount of money. Drive a certain kind of car, live in a certain part of town to be a part of our church. That's just like some of us today. Many surround Christ, but still do not touch him. <laughs> folk around Christ, that's, that's like some of us churchified folk. Come to church Sunday after Sunday, but still don't reach for Jesus. I find trouble with that because they say they're saved, but they're not reaching for 
Jesus. That's why God uses our present circumstances to prepare us for the future. Because whatever you're going through, whatever you're going through, if you get God's attention, if you pray and pray right, then God will get ready and get ready for promotion and elevation and protection. Well, lastly, we look at verse 47 and 48. We see her declaration move to restoration because in Mark, the version in Mark stated that she thought in her mind, if I could just make it to Jesus, everything will be all right. So verse 47 said, when the woman saw that she was discovered, she came trembling, fell down before him in the presence of all the people. And she declared the reason she had touched him and how she was instantly healed. And look what Jesus, look, look what Jesus said. He said, daughter, your faith has saved you. Go in peace. In the good news to know that Jesus is still in the healing business. Is it good news to know that he's still in the deliverance business? And Jesus allowed this woman to be healed in order to help her in her embarrassment. He allowed her to be healed. So that she didn't get a secret discipleship because he wanted her to confess her deliverance. And so she did because she was stored physically and spiritually. Notice her simple testimony. She told why she had touched him and how she was healed immediately. She told how she pressed her way through the crowd to get to Jesus. And Jesus said, daughter, go in peace. Your calling has not been canceled because you might be going through something. Your calling has not been canceled because you may be having ups and downs. Your calling is not canceled because Jesus is still in the delivering business. Ought to have somebody happy out now. there. If you don't know I'm Jesus, the pardon of your sins. If you would like to get to know him better, get saved, allow him to come into your life, simply say this prayer, Jesus, I need you in my life, I believe you died and rose again on the third day, I trust you to control my life and to enhance my future, if you said that prayer, uh, it's as simple as ABC, accept, believe, and commit, if you did that, we would love to hear from you, you may contact us through our email, getpraiseon.com at houseofpraisepp.org or you may go simply to our website www.houseofpraisepp.org contact us and someone from our discipleship team I will get back with you with other information you need in order to begin this new life in Christ we love you to life we look forward to hearing from you 
Thank you again for listening to our podcast. We hope something was said will be a blessing for you and be a blessing for you this week. Uh, we know that we are still in the hands of God and we will trust him to keep and deliver us. Bless you. God bless you. County line. We love you to life and you can't do anything about it. Look forward to next week. The Lord says the same. We hope that you are praying and reading your word and staying true and standing on the promises of the Lord. God bless you. And we'll see you next week. Pastor Mac out. I need to hear you say. Uh, I made it up.